You are listening to the Movie Cheer Podcast. The best place for movie topics and blockbuster discussions. Welcome to Movie Cheer Town. Welcome to the Movie Cheer Podcast, the show for movie fans. I am your host AP, aka Mr. Movie Cheer, and on today's episode of the Movie Cheer Pod, it will be a 60th anniversary special looking at the movie Dr. No, the very first James Bond movie. Um, Yes, 60 years. Wow, this year it came out in 1962 and uh, it came out in October 1962 in the UK. And I thought... Let's 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 do a whole show dedicated to one movie uh, for a change, yeah. And I, you know, I'm a big James Bond fan. I thought this is a show we got to do. I mentioned it. I think it was the other week, a few weeks back. I, I sort of briefly mentioned maybe doing something like this. And yeah, I thought let's watch this movie again. Let's do a whole show dedicated, a headline topic de- dedicated to Doctor No, the first uh, Bond movie, 007. Uh, today and yeah it's going to be an exciting show so, so today's headline topic I'll be doing a deep dive into Dr. No where just looking at the movie as a whole the plot and uh, my honest opinions of the movie uh, just a whole host of different uh, little discussion topics I'm going to deep dive into on Dr. No in the headline topic for today's show uh, but before we get to today's headline topic each and every week here on Movie Cheer Pod we start off with the segment called Not So Worthy Blockbuster Housekeeping. This is a part of the show where I discuss what's going on with the channel, what's going on with the Movie Cheer Town community, and it's just a general easing in chit chat for the rest of the episode. So, Not So Worthy Blockbuster Housekeeping for this week. What is going on, ladies and gents? Well, let's have a look. Got my notes here. I'm all prepared, as always. Uh, so, let's talk about latest video on the channel. Uh, as you know, if you're regular to the channel, there's a Thursday video and then there's a podcast that usually hits on Saturday as well. And the the Thursday video on YouTube this week was a topic of will collecting movies become a thing of the past? And this was a topic I've kind of done, I've, I've mentioned this in the video, kind of done kind of like kind of related videos to this, like, you know, like collecting DVDs, collecting movies, physical media in general. But I thought like just... You know, that hobby, that passion, that, um, you know, of collecting movies, looking at it and seeing how long it'll last for and will it become a thing of the past in the future? What point will that be? And that video was just a general discussion, me just, you know, deep diving into a few different questions. I really do like them videos where it's just a kind of like a a, a question sort of one rather than like, let, let me show you some movies. I, I like doing them discussion ones. Uh, I do think that they're, they're interesting to do. And I feel like, the community as a whole, the Movie Cheer Town community really got in there and a, a lot of people, uh, different uh, comments on this topic and different opinions and views and it was it was awesome to see and to, to hear everyone's feedback on this topic and, and whether, you know, collecting movies will become a thing in the past in, in the, in, at some point in the future. Uh, but yeah, if you've not checked out that video, definitely check it out. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has watched it already and got involved in the comments on that. I do appreciate all uh, everyone in the community just getting involved in the in the comment section. I always like that. It's nice chatting with everyone. Uh, yeah, so that was a really fun video to do. I will say I've got another similar video coming up to this topic uh, in the next maybe next week or so. So uh, keep your eyes out for next week's video as well. But yeah, um, 
collecting movies, you know, I'm a big fan of collecting movies still. I still like... I don't, I'm not a guy who's collecting every single week, I will say that, admittedly, but I do like collecting movies, and when it's a movie or, say, a TV show or something I'm really after, I will uh, try my hardest to get it. I do, most of the time, though, it's, you know, looking it for, look, looking for a, a movie in the wild, you know, out and about, charity shops, shops, trying to get a bargain, even though I can go online, you know, you know the score, if you, you watch the channel, you know what I'm all about, uh, but yeah, uh, definitely check out that video if you've not, and again, uh, it was cool to see uh, there is a lot of people viewing that video and it looks like it's going to be a, a, a cool big big number video on the channel so that's always good to see um second of all second bit of a uh, item the news item i would say not news item but second item of not so worry blockbuster housekeeping um so every three months on the channel it is we do a uh, a pay-per-view show every three months and then I take like a two, three week break then from doing the podcast, doing the videos. But uh, yeah, every three months now it's pay-per-view show and the the idea every time is to do a, a bit more of a, a bigger show than normal where it's just me on my own. Uh, the plan of action is to do this again next month in September. So I'm looking at the rough date now, the sort of like the sketched in date because I do need to like make sure I am definitely... Um, okay to do this because it'll be live and check the times uh, so I'm looking at the 24th of September which will be a Saturday I believe and the the event so we've had a few different event names so far uh, for the other uh, live shows pay-per-view shows over the past year this is going to be another one hopefully that's going to stick around and we're going to do this uh, like an annual thing and it's going to be called Movie Cheer Fest. That is right, Movie Cheer Fest. Um, I mentioned this on one of the most recent Patreon uh, bonus podcasts so people who've listened to that might know of this announcement already here but so Movie Cheer Fest, the, a few different ideas still. I'm still thinking of whether doing this is like a, a two-day thing. I was thinking of like doing a live stream on maybe the Friday and then on the Saturday episode, doing it like so, doing like a live stream on the YouTube channel, but then doing an episode of the podcast on the Saturday. But at the moment, it's just going to be a podcast episode. But it's going to be a, a super fun pay per view episode. Um, but yeah, movie cheer fest uh, this year. I'm hoping to again every time this year we've we've grew with another guest, uh, another co guest co host on on the channel on the podcast episodes. Uh, hopefully, you know there was three of us on the last one. Hopefully, if we can get three, if I I think if we get two people again, it's awesome. I don't, I mean, it's awesome just getting another person on on the show chatting. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and get some more people involved in Movie Cheer Fest and put together uh, a fun episode, and uh, it'll be just a entertaining episode. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. So Movie Cheer Fest it is sketched in for now for the 24th of September. Looking forward to that. I'm gonna be putting out a bit more stuff, uh, items, and there's uh, maybe some logos and stuff for that over the next couple of weeks. And hopefully, maybe, I, I won't mind doing a few like a little announcements over, if we get some people involved with that, um, obviously make some announcements of who is going to be uh, featuring on Movie Cheer Fest this year. So that is coming up. Uh, well, what else have we got? This week on the website, moviecheerpodcast.com, there was a new blog post. Uh, new blog post every single week. They hit on Wednesday, the blog post usually. Uh, this one, this week, was a blog post about Pokemon. And it was about how uh, how a, a live-action Pokemon uh, cinematic universe could look like. What would it look like? And 
it was me giving a few different options and a few ideas as me as a as a massive fanboy of Pokemon. I say a massive fanboy. I, I'm not a huge fanboy, but I mean, big passion for it uh, growing up and still to this day, I mean, sort of writing me, I've got a I've got a, a case full of Pokemon cards that I've been sorting through recently because I got like a new booklet. I'm still, I still, I, I, I still really do enjoy Pokemon. I think it's just a, a fun franchise, a fun property. I, I really like the games as well and the animated show. And yeah, I, I would really like to see more cinematic like movies, live action movies from the Pokemon universe as well. Um, but it's not happening at the moment. Detective Pikachu was awesome. Absolutely love that movie. Um, I'd love to see another one at some point. I, it just seems bizarre that they've not done any more yet because it's such a big property, and it it just feels like it's it's on a level. It's maybe not a level of a Star Wars, but maybe maybe it is in a way because it, it it's such a big property. Pokemon is it? It's huge, but for some reason they've not done it. They've not done it. I mean, I think it done. Not as well as Sonic, the first Sonic movie, but I think it was just like just around that same mark, profit-wise. But I, I think if they did more and more of them Pokemon movies, just different, different, you know, different style movies, different storytelling, different plots for each one, they didn't have to all be sequels to each other. They could build a really cool cinematic universe with that property. So go check check out that blog post if you're interested. Uh, just another quick update to the website as well. I had a little bit of a change around with the website and it's still, you know, it's a very basic website, moviejpodcast.com. Uh, I will say though now, I've got, got enough blog posts together. I've put like all the the popular blog posts together. So blog posts that have had like so many views uh, or a certain amount of views, I've put on a different page. I've put on a, on a page so you can get to them easily if, you, if you're new to that website and it'll just be on the popular blogs or popular posts it's called on the website on the tab at the top. So if you just want to get to some of the popular posts that have been read more, more popular people, check out them posts. It's easily, uh, more easily accessible now to get to anyway. But that is the not so worthy blockbuster housekeeping for today's show over and done with. Let's get to today's headline topic. So today's headline topic, James Bond, Dr. No, 60 years after the initial release of the movie. We're going to celebrate 60 years today. We're having a birthday party for James Bond, Dr. No, the movie. It came out, as I said at the start of the show, it came out here in the UK in October of 1962. It came out in the US in May 1963. We got it. We got it a year before, the year before. <laughs> um... But yeah, 1963, the first very very first James Bond movie, um, starring Sean Connery as the main role of James Bond 007, spy movie. And I'll just say this before before we get into this. I rewatched it this morning. I've watched it a few times over the years. I've watched all James Bond movies. Big big James Bond, James Bond, James Bond fan. I really like him. I've got like the the uh, the DVD set where it's like uh, the 007 when you put them all together. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like the James Bond movies. I, even even the ones the the earlier ones like the Connery ones, the Roger Moore's. Uh, there's certainly ones that I have I've watched less. I mean, like the George Lazenby, is it George Lazenby, the the American guy. I never liked that movie. Never liked that one uh, as much. Maybe I, I know a few people I've spoken to in the community have said that's a decent movie. Maybe that's the one what I need to rewatch because I rewatched the the Timothy Dalton ones more recently and they they were very enjoyable. But today we are talking about 
Doctor No, the first Bond movie. We're not talking about any of them other Bond movies. It's Doctor No, 60 years after the initial release. So, let's dig into the plot. Let's talk about this movie. Well, first of all, I will say it is based on a book, on a novel by Ian Fleming. And I think the novel came out in 1958, I believe. I think it was 1958, around that time. And... Um, that was, it's weird to think that it was only, the actual novel, the book, was only a few years old when this movie came out, so it was a very fresh, fresh novel at the time, and uh, so the basis of Doctor No, it's introducing us to this, to this character of James Bond, this spy, uh, who works, works for MI5, and he is, you know, doing all these top secret, um, secret missions, and we start off with this movie where basically it's set mainly in Jamaica, this movie, and um, it's it starts off with, like, an agent in Jamaica is killed at the beginning of the movie, and his secretary is killed, and then it's an investigation kind of goes from that point. And it's kind of like an investigation movie, really. When you look at it overall as one big picture, it's very much like, go investigate why this agent was killed at the very start of this movie by these assassins. Um. So, Bond is put on the case. He is put on the case by M to go and investigate and find out what's going on, what happened, and to, to get to the bottom of this. And he goes to Jamaica, and he gets followed there. They're already aware that he is there. He's meant to meet up, meet up with the CIA agent, Felix Leiter, who he does end up meeting eventually in the story, in the plot later on. But they know, you know, someone's after him. There's obviously, there's someone looming in in the background. And, you know, it's it's easy to know who it is and who's who's been, you know, who's chasing Bond or who's against him here. You know, the title of the movie is a bit of a giveaway. It's Doctor No. It's his, you know, he's, uh, all these minions are, are going after Bond and trying to find him. So Bond goes to this island and he discovers that this, this agent who was cu- killed called uh, Strangway a Commander Strangway was killed, and he was interested in in rocks and stuff. And he he went to uh, an offshore island of basically Doctor No has this fortress, so like a a fortress in the sea in in the Caribbean, and he is doing all like these radioactive experiments there. And there's an an island off the shore of of this sort of like rig, this like oil, it's like an oil rig, this fortress, and. The agent Strangway, he must have found these rocks there, they were radioactive, and he started to investigate Dr. No, and he had a file on Dr. No, the file on Dr. No was then reported missing, so they had no information on him, and then Bond decides to go to this island, this offshore island, he meets up with Felix Leiter, goes to this offshore island, they end up then getting sort of like kidnapped by some of Dr. No's minions on this island, and... He gets taken to this fortress on this like oil rig type building base, and yeah, it's it's a top secret evil lure. You know, it's just it's a typical evil you know super villain lure. This place, it's all like these big metallic doors, like these big bolted bolted massive doors, and then you go in, and then it's like these really high tech rooms, and then you go to another place, and it's like a a five star hotel for these where they have all like the prisoners. It's it's crazy, um, but they go and and. Then Bond meets Doctor No, and they get get to know each other over a nice dinner. 
And then eventually, you know, spoilers for Doctor No, if you've not watched it, it's a it's a 60-year-old movie now. I'm 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 gonna say what happens in the end. So if you've not watched it, go and watch it now. Uh, but yeah, he then has a final battle with Doctor No, which is very, very tame, you know, it's not a very, you know, high action battle at the end of the movie, but he then ends up putting Doctor No in sort of radioactive water and Doctor No is you presume he is dead they escape this rig that is about to explode then from radioactivity and him and the bond girl uh honey i've got a name down here what is it honey rider then escape and uh, obviously she, they meet honey rider on the offshore island uh throughout this so that is kind of a <laughs> that's a summary of the plot i mean there's a lot more in there i'm sure uh, that i'm missing out but you know a basic summary of the plot of Doctor No. Um, I want to get to honest opinions. Honest opinions of this movie. What do I think, honestly, for a 60-year movie? 60-year-old movie, what do I think of this? Well, I will say, uh, I'm, I'm going to compare it to other Bond movies in a bit. I'll get to that in a minute, but it's different than different from the other Bond movies, obviously, because it's a 60-year-old movie. It's bound to not have the same pace of a more modern movie. So you've got to bear that in mind. I, I think it is a decent Bond movie. I think it's a really good introduction to the character of James Bond. Um, I, I do like the introduction of him, and I feel like you kind of get a whole... You, you, you kind of understand what the character is and what he's all about um, in this movie. And for further movies down the line as well, this kind of introduces, and it kind of says, you know, this is what Bond is like, this is his... His character, this is the way he reacts in certain situations, and this is the way he is with people, and you get that idea of, of his character in this. And um, it is a slow movie. I do think it is a slow movie at times. I, I think the pace it is a just because of the lack of action. It, there's very low levels of action. I think the you know there is a a certain moment in the movie, there's only really like two or three action scenes in this, and they're only kind of like like punch-outs, like little small punch-outs, like 10 second punch outs and that's it you know like like a, a, a little fist fight there's not a whole lot of action in this movie the car chases in this are again 1960s style char car chase it's don't be expecting like a fast and furious uh, movie car chase but i will say even though it's slow pacing i i think it works more with the characters you see a, mo a bit more of a the characters you see more dialogue and you see the build-up of the characters, and not even the main characters, even like the like the side characters, like Felix Leiter, like um, the the guy, the boat guy. Um, I forget his name. Quaro is it? Qu I, I forget his name now. I should wrote it down. Um, Honey Rady. You get all these developing characters that are kind of built up, and you feel like it builds up a few different characters in this movie really well because of the lack of action. Well, I will say it's got it's got a charm to it. It's definitely got a charm to it, and it's it's what I remember growing up. I, I I always watched. I mean, my Bond growing up would have been Pierce Brosnan. He he was my Bond. He's the guy I watched. I used to watch his his Bond movies on VHS as a kid. Really enjoyed his movies. Uh, after that, obviously then Dan, Daniel Craig his movies. And then I watched. I must have started watching the older Bond. The 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 older. I say the older Bonds. The the previous Bond movies. I mean to say. Um. Then probably when when I started maybe watching Daniel Craig's movies because I, I got the box set then, and I started watching the past 
uh, Bond movies and you know the the 1960s what starting with the 1960s 1962 release of Doctor No and I started watching all these through and I, at first I was like I don't know whether I'm going to like these because because the, these are movies that are you know of a different era a different era of filmmaking I don't know whether it, this is going to be Michael Petit because I'd not really watched movie that many movies from the 1960s and the 70s I'll be honest with you at that point and I started watching them first few Bond movies, and yeah, the pacing's slow on some of them, it's not full of a ton of action, but I really enjoyed them. I really enjoyed watching them all through, and I, I really did enjoy watching the Bond And there was, you know, there is a few duds, there is a few duds in there, definitely, um, but overall, they are fun. But yeah, this has got a charm to it, it's got a charm, I think... Comrie is is superb as Bond. He is fantastic. Um, it's just the thing. This you know, if they didn't have the invention of wigs back then, he would never have been Bond because he was bald. <laughs> he was he was he was like me. Um, he he was bald. He wore he, he used to wear a hairpiece for this movie. Um, and man, that is one hairpiece. If I could get a hairpiece like that, I'd be walking around. Um, without hats, <laughs> and I'd be, I'd be wearing a herpes, definitely. Um, yeah, but he, no, he is excellent. He's just, for a 1960s Bond, perfect. Perfect. I don't know who is my favourite. I think it's hard. I probably would say Daniel Craig, but he is just, he, he just suited to that role. I don't know who else they would have had at the time, who else they had planned, maybe. Um, it'd be interesting to know who would have been, you know, I'm sure I've heard like Clint Eastwood was mentioned once. I don't know whether that was like a Roger Moore one when Conry walked away. I don't know, but I I, I honestly couldn't. He's, he's just the perfect Bond. I I I think he, he's a great Bond, Conry, and he, he's just fantastic in this. And he really makes you you know you believe that this sort of like thing goes on in the world. These, these spies, you know, this hidden agenda, this these spy world and. It's, it's awesome. Uh, a few things I really liked as well is the... I was reading online, and you get the first mention of Spectra in this, the, the super-villain organisation Spectra, and by Dr. No in this movie. And he mentions them for the first time, and apparently in the book, it was only mentioned in the second novel that came out in 1964. That was the Thunderball novel. But they made references in the movie, so they must have knew in advance. Kind of like the, the way they do with the Game of Thrones now, that... They were going to have this evil organization, Spectra, and it was obviously going to feature very prominently in future Bond movies. But I really do like it. But yeah, it is fantastic. Um, it is a great, a great movie set for the time. Uh, honest opinion, I like it. I do like it. I don't think it is my favorite Bond movie of all time. I will say that, but I do enjoy it, and I do enjoy. It. I put it on, and it's not one I'd watch all the time, but I still enjoy it when I watch it. Definitely. Uh, best moments in the movie. Let's get to some best moments anyway. Uh, right. First of all, the the first introduction of Bond. We first of all we start off the movie with the killing of Strangway, the agent by the uh, the free and blind mice. <laughs> that that song is just that that's so weird because this this um this Bond movie doesn't have that sort of like Shirley Bassey big extravagant Bond song really. It only it has like the that. Um, I, I can't even. I'm not even going to sing it because I'm just going to butcher the the song, the um, <laughs> the shell song that the uh, Bond girl sings on the beach. I'm not even going to sing it. It's gone. I'm not. I'm not even going to shame myself. And they have the free blind my song that goes runs through a bit of the movie as well. But yeah, that that agent gets killed, and then we get the introduction of Bond, 
at a poker table where he's getting like he's a message from the uh, the MI5 to obviously go and meet up with them. And you see him at the poker table and this this woman, he's playing against this woman. I think they're playing like some form of poker, is it? A blackjack? I don't know. And around this poker table, playing and he's smoking a, a, cigarette, a, cigarette, a cigarette, a fag, we call them over in, here in the UK, fag, cigarettes, whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, he was smoking a cigarette and basically you don't see him, you don't see his face. You see hear his voice first and then... She she says her name and then he he then says the name's Bond James Bond <laughs> and you get that introduction for that first time and it's great he's got the cigarette in his hand hand in his mouth and he's playing poker and it's just like that's that's Bond he's around you know he's gambling he's he's around he, he's smoking he's uh, gambling he's just being this super cool suave dude that's Bond that is Bond in a glass distilled water in a bowl that's him uh, yeah but I, I really do like that scene i think it is such a great introduction to that character uh, some of the other <laughs> another scene i like is <laughs> on the beach right so you're on the beach and he meets honey rider for the first time and it's this is something you don't really get in, mo- in modern bond films now obviously times have changed but this it's just <laughs> it's just this scene just cracks me up she's 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 collecting all these shells and she says, um I she I'm paraphrasing it, so she says something like to Bond, uh, I you don't want my shells and, and he says something, No, I'm just looking or something like that. And it, it's just like such a cringe worthy line now. Um what is what does she say? She says like you're <laughs> No, I think she's no, she says something like, You're not trying to steal my shells and he says, No, I'm just looking. And she's obviously, she's in a bikini, she's on the beach, she's just got out of the water. He's just being a massive pervert, Bond, isn't he? <laughs> um, it's time to change now. You wouldn't get that line, I don't think, in a modern Bond movie. I, I doesn't really bother me, personally. But I, I just thought it was just, it kind of, it feels like a bit like Carry On, Carry On, like a Carry On movie, some of the lines in this now, we're looking back, and <laughs> especially the end of the movie feels like a bit Carry On-ish. Um, I do like the introduction as well of Dr. No in this movie, where... He, you don't see hear his vo- you hear his voice. You don't see him for the first time. Similar to Bond's introduction, really, where he is with this character called Dent, who is a professor who is working with Doctor No and is working against Bond. And you see this professor go into his lure, into this room, and you hear this echoed voice. Like he's not even in the room. He's like maybe somewhere in the room, but his echoed voice is going in this room. And you hear Doctor No speaking to him in a very sinister tone and. You know, he's very scared and you feel the adrenaline, you feel the fear in this character. And I love that introduction of that character and creates that mystery to that build, that anticipation to meet Dr. No for the first time. Uh, another great scene as well is, I think, the Black Widow spider scene where they put us, you know, he gives um, a, dent, a, a Black Widow spider. I think it's he gives, he gives it to Dent. He gives it to one of the characters anyway. Puts it in Bond's bed while he's sleeping and you see this like something moving up his sheets and then he wakes up and he's got this big black widow spider on him he knocks it off and then you see him just like smack the floor but you hear it with like the strings at the time like the music and it's got and it's just so impactful like a psycho type moment it's amazing and but how does this compare to other bomb movies like i said i think for me 
I, I love the new Bond movies because they are just full of action and just they're well put together, like the action set pieces. And I, I'm a big action guy. For me, a Bond movie is much better when it's got that action in it. And I think like the Pierce Brosnan ones did it really well. I think the Daniel Craig ones have done it good as well. And even like the Timothy Dalton one, the second Timothy Dalton one I watched was really good like that. I think it was it License to Kill, I think it was. I've got them in there. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think it is... A great, I think in that era of right, Roger Moore, Sean Connery movies, Doctor No is definitely up there as one of the best ones uh, for me. Definitely, I, I have to rewatch them again because you know, you know, I always change my mind on movies. But I think for me, the more modern ones are definitely more up my street, just because it's more action orientated, and uh, I think they're just more polished. It's modern times, modern effects. I, I just think they are really well done, especially the Daniel Craig ones. I think the Daniel Craig ones are fantastic. Uh, but I just want to get to one final thing, uh, final sort of like question before we end this headline topic today. Could this movie be remade? Should it be remade? Could it be retold? I was thinking this while watching this, and I put this question down and sort of thought about this. Could this be retold? Could we have a reboot of this story? I was thinking... Some movies, like a Star Wars, if they said re to remake Star Wars, I'd be like, no way, no way. Or to reboot it in a way. In a way um, but like talking about a remake, a retelling of the story. What I would like, I wouldn't like a direct remake of Doctor No. But I do feel like, I, I felt like in the last Bond movie, I thought, the, I thought Doctor No might have featured in that from the trailers. I really thought he would feature as one of the characters. Um, we didn't see that, but it'd be interesting to just see Doctor No's character feature in a, you know, they're going to reboot the Bond franchise now. It's at Amazon. It's the, Daniel Craig is is now left the role. They're going to reboot it. I would really be interested to see the way they've done it with Blofeld, where they've recast that role over the years, a reboot of the character and a kind of like a retelling of the story. And maybe I think it it would work well as like um something at the end if they did the next Bond movie and at the end they do that kind of like that dark the Batman Begins bit with the Joker card where they have a file for Bond where it just says Doctor No and then they lead into a, a retelling in a second story but it would have to be it would have to be different for me but I think having that character would be interesting to see again I, I think I wouldn't close the, the book on that character I, I think it would be interesting to see but yeah Doctor No 60 years on you've got to give it a thumbs up I enjoyed rewatching it today it was a really um a decent, decent Bond movie. I'm sure everyone's got different opinions. Some people may love it. Some people might may really dislike it. I'm kind of like towards more. I really like it. I really do enjoy it. It's a fun movie for the time. It's a fun movie as a Bond fan, which I am. Thumbs up from me. And I just want to say happy birthday to Dr. No. 60 years. Well done. Let's move on anyway with the rest of the show. It's time for the Movie Variant Showdown segment of the show. Are you ready? Movie Variant Showdown. Each and every week, I choose a representative of a movie property, whether it be a case cover, a movie poster, a movie character, or even a movie, and I put it up against 
other representatives, other variants of that representative, of that property. And today, as uh, on the main show, on the headline topic, as we're discussing the 60th anniversary of Dr. No, I thought let's, you know, continue this Dr. No uh, thread throughout the show and let's look at the case covers the movie case covers of Dr. No. So we've got a few DVD ones, a few Blu-rays to discuss today for the show. So let's get into it with the first one, which is the DVD, the first DVD case cover. So uh, start off. So this is one that is, um, I've, I've never seen this physically before personally, but it's very much, you've got like a, a black bar at the top, black bar at the bottom, and you've got the beach scene in the middle with um, Honey Rider's character coming out of, out, of, out of the water, and then you've got like that Bond, classic Bond look where he's holding his gun, and he's in a shirt, and he looks like he's in the beach shirt from the beach here, so it's kind of like depicting that beach scene a bit. Uh, very light within the middle, with obviously with the bright sunshine, the bright blue skies, and the beach. Uh, the text at the top is, you've got the 007 in the grey, and then in front of that, you've got Dr. No in kind of like a fire-like font. Uh, I do think it is a bit of a simplistic um, cover, this one. It kind of looks like a really, you know, a really cheap, cheaply made... It feels like, let's go and make a DVD. We're going to make a new version of this DVD. And I will say, this this movie has had tons of different case covers. I've missed out a few here because some of them were similar to others. I picked out all the ones that are very distinct, distinctive, distinctively different. Um, but this is very plain, and I think it is very... It's not the best put together, this one, I will say. Um, I'm not I'm not massive on this cover. But let's go to the next one. So, uh, the next one is a Blu-ray cover. And this is the Blu-ray cover of Bond, and let's talk about this one. So, this one features kind of like the, the intro of the movie where you get them sort of like... You get that circular um, sort of thing that moves around. You see Bond doing his sort of stance at the start of the movie. It's got that sort of look to it. And then you've got the two main characters of, well, Honey Rider and uh, Bond here. Again, both in the beach attire here. And the beach is kind of like the background for this. It's a lot more lighter, this one. And I will say, though, Bond's posing this. I don't know what he's... He's like wiping his gun against his shoulder. <laughs> I don't, I'm not I'm not massively keen on that. The 007 text is very large at the bottom, um, but it's very sort of like, you can't really see it that well. It feels because of the white and the white, like um, the brightness at the bottom here. It's very, very subtle, I would say. And the text of Dr. No is in that fire font again, uh, fire color, and very, you know, very simplistic. I will say, though, I like this more than the first DVD. I think it is much better. Uh, I think it could be the stance of Bond there. It, I mean, put the guy in a tux. Just put the guy in a tux. That's all I want to see. I want to see Bond in a tuxedo. Um, yeah, it's better than a DVD for me, though, definitely. Anyway, let's move on to the third pick here. And this is the third pick now is another Blu-ray of Bond. And this is... Let's talk about this. So... This one has kind of like a very blue look to it, very blue feel. You get the, obviously this is in the background, the back, background image of this one is the car chase. You see Bond's car in the background. We see Dr. No in a white font this time, very much the same text font, but a white color, sorry. And then the 007 is in that sort of classic gold font, uh, gold color, classic font. I, I love the text on this. I think they got the text perfect on this one. For the for the background, for the image, it's perfect here. It, it just stands out. Double Seven stands out. Dr. No stands out as well. 
Bond is kind of doing that sort of stance again. Very, I think it's probably the same image from the first one, the DVD one, or very similar. And he is more, you know, very, very more prominent on the cover here. It is just Bond. I gotta say, I think this is a tremendous cover. I really like it. Um, even though all of these don't really kind of give you a, an idea of the plot, very. I think on a lot of Bond covers, they're very suggestible, and I think it's a very much look at the, the actual name of the movie to make your decision on what this is going to be. I think as long as you see Comrie there, it's like you know this is a Bond movie. Go with it. I think that is the you know the idea with all these Bond covers, really in general. Um, but yeah, I really like this one. I think it is really nice colours and I like the blue really blends in well. Obviously a really prominent colour over the whole colour uh, scheme here, the blue. Really like it. Blu-ray, so far this version, this cover is my favourite by far. Uh, now let's move on to the next one and this is one I actually have. I've got this one here before we show it on screen but the the DVD, this is the one, like I said, it comes. you have like the 007 set where it's you put them all together and it says 007. Uh, I, that is the one I've got anyway. And let's talk about this. So, this one is... This is another great one. This is... this is. Let's talk about it. It's very much, again, very much the, from the last Blu-ray. The same image of Bond, or very similar. You get the beach background this time, but then you get Honey Rider in there as well. The Doctor No text is different. It's a different font this time round, where it went for like a, a yellowy black font, which I don't dislike. I do like that font. I, I like that you've got it goes, to, it blends to a black sort of color at the top, and then it goes to a lighter. You've got that contrast here. I think it's really well. Um, I really like this. So between this so far, there is going to be one more after this, but between the DVD, this DVD and the last Blu-ray that I really liked, Maybe it's because I have this in my collection, but I gotta say, this is my favourite. Absolute favourite so far. I think it's just a classic one. I think this is the one what was on the VHS or very similar. Yeah, I think it's the best one so far. I'm going with this DVD. DVD of Bond so far is my favourite one. I just think it is just, it contrasts, it would make an epic poster. An epic poster on the wall. That's why I always look for in a case cover. And I love that Dr. No font as well. I think that's ace. Let's go for the final one. The next one, the final one is a Steelbook that is going to be available everywhere. Amazon, HMV, Zavi, coming out in October to celebrate the, obviously, the 60th release in October. And this is very simplistic. It is no, it's just basically, let's get to it. A black Steelbook with red circular dots, and then you get the dot no text. What do the red dots signify? Well, if you watch the start of the movie, you get all like that intro where they're showing all the different directors, uh, people working on the movie, and you get like them big red dots that kind of like swizzle around the, the screen a bit at the start of the movie. And you get that classic Dr. No text. And if you've just watched the movie, it kind of makes sense that they would do that. But for me, what... Why don't you feature Bond on it? Why, why isn't the like Bond doing these like signature pose or something? There's no... I mean, it's a 60th anniversary set, a steelbook, and it is just so simple. And maybe it's some... I do like that sometimes. I like minimalist designs sometimes. I do like them simpler, simpler designs, but this is too simple. It just doesn't offer anything. It's not exciting. I think some people might like it. I'm not a big fan. So... Who is the winner 
of today's movie variant showdown. I will tell you the winner is the DVD of Bond. This one here, right in my hand here. This is the winner of today's Bond. Again, I love the text on the Dr. No. I like the contrast, the black to the lighter colors. The, the look of Bond here, I think it's great. I think it would be better with a tuxedo, but it's a beach movie, isn't it? So that kind of makes sense even more. A lot of it's set on the beach in the Caribbean, so it makes sense. You get the excellent first Bond girl in Honey Rider, the character. Absolutely superb. I think this is definitely the winner. It's my winner today for Movie Variant Showdown, celebrating the 60th anniversary of Doctor No. Now, let's move on to the next segment of this, today's show. The next segment is Movies for the Weekend. Every week, I give you some movie recommendations for you to watch this weekend if you're looking for something to watch. And I've got two recommendations, as always. Two recommendations, and I thought, again, let's continue the trend of Dr. No, James Bond movies. And I've got the two sequels to uh, Dr. No. I've got Russia, From Russia with Love. And I've got Goldfinger. Two movies I'm definitely going to be checking out now after watching Dr. No today. Really looking forward to watching these. I think I'm going to go on a bit of a run with the Bond movies. Especially, the uh, well, definitely the Connery ones for now anyway. But yeah, if you're looking for something to watch, uh, first of all, watch Dr. No. Then check out these two great movies as well. Anyway, let's move on to the next segment of today's show. The Amazon Top 10 is approaching... Prepare yourself. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Amazon Top 10 has arrived. The Amazon Top 10. Each and every week, I give you the Amazon Top 10 of bestsellers in Blu-ray, 4K, and DVD on Amazon.co.uk, the bestsellers list for this week at this moment in time, up to date. And let's go for it. At number 10, let's start off. What is number 10 in phys the physical releases? Uh, we're starting off at number 10, The Lost City, starring Shannon Tatum and Sandra Bullock. It's been in the top 10 for a few weeks. Still not checked that movie out, but the DVD releases at number 10. At number 9, we have the Blu-ray of Elvis. Um, that is the Blu-ray of that movie. I've still not seen that biopic. Still not really one I'm super interested in, I'll be honest with you. Maybe it is a good movie, though. I've heard good things. At number 8, we have the Get Carter 4K uh, Blu-ray uh, box set. So this is a big box set of the movie the Get Carter. Not a movie I've seen, though. I'm going to have to check out that uh, Michael Caine movie. I don't know if it's like a celebratory one, like it's celebrating a certain year. I imagine it is like a certain release of it. Um, yeah, let me know if you've checked out Get Car. It's a good movie. At number seven, we have Disney's Encanto on DVD. At number six, we have Operation Mincemeat, the DVD of that movie. At number five, it is the Blu-ray release of Downton Abbey, A New Era, the new Downton Abbey movie, a Blu-ray release at number five. At number four, we have The Secrets of Dumbledore, Fantastic Beast. The Blu-ray of that movie. It's at number four. At number three, it is Ethel and Ernest. The DVD. I've never heard of this movie. Ethel and Ernest. That's a new one to me. Let me know. Ethel and Ernest. Do you know about this? Maybe this is a is a classic movie I've never heard of. Ethel and Ernest. Yeah, let me know. It's an I'm gonna have to 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of that one. Uh, number two, we have the DVD of Elvis, the, the obviously the biopic. And at number one, still at number one, it is the Downton Abbey movie, A New Era, on DVD. That is the Amazon Top 10 for this week. Let me know what you've watched in the Amazon Top 10. What are some of your favorites on the Top 10 list for this week, ladies and gents? Anyway, let's move on to the final segment of today's show. Final segment of today's show is what's been on the screen. Uh, discussing what I've been watching this past week, ladies and gents. So, I will say this past week, I have binged The Boys season three. I know it was released a, a month or two ago now. With the amount of shows that have come out over the past, past couple of months, from the Obi-Wan Kenobi to, uh, well, it's the Umbrella Academy. I've been watching that. There's been tons of shows and, I, and Stranger Things, not forgetting Stranger Things, um, kind of, but the boys got lost in the shuffle for me, and I kind of, I've, I've enjoyed both of the previous seasons. I think it's an excellent show. So let's discuss season three. I will say, if you've not not watched season three as of yet, spoilers for season three in five, four, three, two, one. Spoilers ahead, ladies and gents. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's not watched it as of yet. So season three, the boys, another. Fantastic 10 out of 10 season for me. I think it was an excellent show again. Uh, I, I think it's not dipped in form, the show. Uh, the introduction of, you know, the premise of this show this season is they want to find a way to kill Homelander. And they think there's a way, because there was a superhero called Soldier Boy who was around like in World War II and he went missing suddenly and they reckon there was a weapon that killed him and took him out. They're trying, they go to Russia to try and find this weapon, but it turns out Soldier Boy is still alive, and it was kind of like a Captain America Winter Soldier where they, he was just like frozen in time, basically, and he didn't age at all, and you get this uh, introduction of this character played by Jensen Ackles, I think that's his name, um, playing the character of Soldier Boy, who's like this, uh, just like this hard, hardened soldier character who's like this, obviously a super soldier type character, super strength, uh, similar to to Homelander, but he is like radioactive. He has like these blackouts where he has this like this radioactive like nuclear like explosion to him where it kills all the people, and he's suffering from like PTSD as well, which is a really interesting sort of like character, um, you know, story to it. You know, another trait to his character. You know, really adds a lot of detail to this character, Soldier Boy. He's a soldier. He's a character who's got a lot of lot of stuff going on in his head basically and it is a really interesting story i I've, i think first of all the introduction of this character soldier boy is excellent i really by far he is my favorite favorite character in the whole show soldier boy jensen ackles this guy i know he, i think he has been mentioned for doing like a, a batman movie that guy is has got one of the deepest voices ever he, he's just got like a, maybe not deepest like a that's the wrong word. One of the manliest voices. <laughs> I mean, he he has got the voice, the voice for Bruce Wayne. If I if I'm thinking of a, a Bruce Wayne voice, he has got the voice. He, that guy could easily play Batman. I I don't know how old the guy is, but I, he looks like a fairly youngish guy. He, maybe like maybe forties. Maybe I'd say he could easily play 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 Batman now. Still, I I would love to see that guy playing Batman or voicing Batman in something. Um, I'm sure he, he's meant to be doing something. I'm, I'm sure I've read something, but I thought he was just great. I've never watched that show when he, he's been in the show. Is it Supernatural? Never watched that show. 
Um, but yeah, he's great in this as Soldier Boy. And um, big part of it. And it basically, then they the boys then try and recruit him to you know come to a deal to kill Homelander. They come to an agreement that he agrees with them that they will hunt down, find and let him kill off his previous team members who set him up to get killed and get kidnapped basically by the Russians. And they go on killing all these old team members and basically it gets to the end. You have this big finale of him taking on Homelander, but they realize this guy is kind of just as bad as Homelander. And it's also revealed that he is actually the biological father of Homelander. They used his, his obviously his, uh, his DNA to create Homelander, which is really a weird twist. I don't know if that is the, obviously the, the, the story in the comics. Maybe it is different because I know they have changed a lot from the comics and he really is a match for Homelander in this story. And in the end, he ends up getting defeated because Billy Butcher and Homelander team up against him because he kind of like hits at Ryan, the son of Homelander. And they're both trying to protect Ryan in the end battle, which is an amazing battle because Butcher takes this new uh, V sort of like drug that gives him like 24 hours of superpowers and he kind of gets addicted to it. And obviously that's another story thread I'll get into. But he has like the sort of like the laser eyes, the flames coming out the eyes, the lasers, and they, they take him on. And we see him obviously at the end, he explodes, but we do see in the end he's still alive, but he's being put into another coma. And he could hopefully come back. I hope they do bring him back in some form, whether it's animated, whether it's uh, in the next season, or if he's in a spin off show. I would love to see Jensen Ackles return. Uh, but yeah, Big Fred, you know, Homelander didn't die in the end. Uh, in the end, at the end of the show, we see Homelander just blowing up a, a civilian in public. And he's kind of like, now to the public, he's kind of like just flaunting the fact that he's a badass. He just doesn't care. He's a psychopath. And he just blows up someone in front of his son, in front of a bunch of followers. And then they all start cheering him. And then I've seen that meme online where he started like, he's got that face where he's like that. And he starts smiling. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing uh, but yeah it is absolutely phenomenal uh, a really uh, good run of the show and you know it's um let's get to another thread and that is billy butcher so butcher played by the awesome carl urban really has a big big story in this really that kind of will lead on to future seasons of the show we see him obviously throughout the show taking this uh like this 24-hour v drug where it gives him them superpowers and Starlight reveals to Huey, who is also taking the drug, and to Butcher that, you know, if you have too many shots of this, you can cause, like, permanent damage and your brain can just sort of, like, melt. And Butcher decides to ignore that advice. Partly, you kind of like, is it because he just doesn't care about himself anymore? Or is it because he just genuinely wants to help people and get these powers so he can kill Homelander? You kind of like don't really know because he's obviously got a lot going on in his head. Um, every character in this in this show is just like like Homelander, Soldier Boy, and Butcher. Three characters are just all uh, seriously messed up, <laughs> but they're all amazing, um, absolutely amazing characters. Um, but it, it, it's revealed at the end of the show as a you know none of the rest of the boys know this, but he's in the hospital, and the doctor says you know you've only got so long so long left to live and he, he said like 12 to like 18 months so i don't know how many more seasons they're gonna do with the boys this could be something that heals up where he, he doesn't he ends up surviving this 
or maybe this is the way he dies. I don't again. I don't know the comic rule. I don't know how his story ends. Um, I don't even know if the comics are still going. I'll be honest with you. But it's going to be interesting. Whether I think could this be you know kind of like the arc, the way they finish off the the TV show of this, where Butcher kind of like just goes on a killing spree and then dies anyway because he he knows he's going to die or something like that. But I think it adds a, an interesting element moving towards the next season because it kind of makes you really think of like. What's going to happen is, is Butcher going to die in the next season? And how many seasons are they going to have left? Uh, it's obviously going to be set over, a, is it only going to be set over a 12 to 18 month period these next couple of seasons? It's going to be interesting to see, but absolutely enjoyed the show. Some great moments. I think that end battle against Soldier Boy was probably my favourite moment. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's some other scenes as well, but I I try and keep it PG <laughs> on, on this channel, on this show. Um but yeah, I mean, The Boys is is a it's an adult show, isn't it? It's a show, a superhero show for adults. And um, I mean, don't let your kids watch. Do not let your kids watch The Boys, <laughs> please. That is a that is a plea from the Movie Cheer podcast. Um, but yeah, great, great show. Really enjoyed it. What else have I been watching this week? Anyway, I've watched a movie. I watched a movie last night. I watched um, a new one on even on Netflix. Came out. I think came out this month or or maybe last month, and it's an animated one called, uh, you might you may know this property, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Have you heard of it? Uh, yeah, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a feature-length animated movie, and apparently it's a spin-off movie of the t- the Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show. So it's called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. So it's like a spin-off of that show. I've never seen the show before, uh, this incarnation. I, I watched the 90s show as a kid, Love the show. Never seen this incarnation. It's a very different style to the one I watched. The uh, turtles have like these sort of like Doctor Strange light powers. They have like superpowers as well, which is really cool, as well as being ninjas. And the plot of the story is basically it's kind of like a Days of the Future's Past X Men story where you get Casey Jones in the future. This is not spoiling it because this is like the start of the movie. Basically, Casey Jones in the future in 2044 is sent back because the world's going to end because of the Krang. An, an army of Krangs um, are destroying the world. He is sent back by the, the by the Turtles to get this object to try and stop the Krang from entering Earth at the beginning. And then they've got to basically save the Earth from Krang in present day. And it's a really fun story. Look, I, it's not, you know, don't expect like a a marvel of animation, a marvel of animated movies, but it was a fun movie. If you like Ninja Turtles, you'll enjoy this. Uh, I I I was a bit w- worried of the animation at first because it is so different from any of the other animation I've seen in in Turtles uh, stuff before. But I think once you get used to it, it's actually you kind of like oh, yeah, this is this style kind of fits the you know these characters who've got sort of like magical powers in this incarnation of turtles it fits well and it, i liked it i thought it was a really fun movie i would have liked to have seen some of the more you know where uh, like the you know shredder the rocksteady bebop uh, rocksteady and um you, you don't get them characters in there you don't get some of them original ones from the cartoon what i enjoyed but i i thought it was a different incarnation of turtles and i enjoyed it i thought like i said it was a very much like a kind of like a time travel story where it gets sent back in time. Very science fiction like this story as well. And you've got the Krang as the as the villains in this. I think the Krang is a is a really good villain. 
for this kind of story of time travel. And yeah, it works well. If you're a Ninja Turtles fan, check out Rise of the Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well worth looking at this movie. But anyway, that is it for today's show. Uh, if you enjoyed today's show, please do give it a like if you're watching on YouTube and leave a comment uh, below as well and let me know all your thoughts. If you're listening to this on a podcast app of your choice, please do leave a five-star review if you can. All reviews uh, will get read out eventually on the channel once we get enough reviews in. I'll start reading them out. Uh, once we get access to them, you need so many reviews. But getting reviews in, it really helps the podcast to grow and comment on YouTube because it always, you know, again, same scenario. It helps the podcast, the channel to grow even more and to get more people involved in this community. But let me know your thoughts on today's show, the 60th anniversary, the 60th anniversary celebration of the movie Dr. No. Uh, what are your thoughts on this movie? Are you a fan of Dr. No? Uh, where does it compare to other Bond movies for you? Is it your favourite? Is it your worst? Let me know all your thoughts. Let me know all your thoughts on all of the different movie topics on today's show as well. Uh, it's been a great show today. I've really enjoyed looking at one particular movie today and it's been fun to just deep dive into that and just really have a good discussion about it and I can't wait to hear all of your opinions on this movie as well and on today's show in general. Thank you very much for watching, ladies and gents. Remember to spread a bit of movie cheer. And as always, I will see you next time.